everybody, and welcome to Slaying It with Santa Rob. We are in episode number 26 today. And today, we've got another cool interview for you. Um, met this guy a few years back uh, at, at, at all things a Petra concert. Imagine that. More Petra fans. But uh, we're going to dive right into it right now and welcome the leader the singer, the guitar player, the husband, the son, the all-around good guy, Mr. Casey Price. Casey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Man, you are loud and clear. This is the best reception we've had forever on this show. Oh, nice. Boom, boom, boom. Matter of fact, I got to turn my pods down. They're loud. I got (laughs) you. How are you today? I am good. How are you? You know, I'm home from work, so that's a beautiful thing. Same. So, I'm very excited to be home from work right now. So for those of you listening, I am talking to Casey Price. And once again, Casey is a guy that proves my theory correct. All roads lead to Petra. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because we met at a Petra gig in Kentucky a few years ago. Okay, I was wondering if you knew if you knew that. I, I wasn't sure if you remember that that's where we originally met. Hey, I, 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 hey I'm old, but I got somewhat of a memory. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think we were friends on Facebook before that anyway, just because of Petra and Schlitt and everybody. But, yep. uh, but uh, I thought it would be cool if the people could get to know who you are and about your band Forsaken Hero, your love for movies, and, and of course, my favorite topic of yours that you probably don't even know is my favorite topic, your your skill of asking a simple question on social media and starting a war. Yes. Uh, I mean, it even happened today. It happens all the time. I laughed so hard at today's and I fought back everything. I liked a couple posts, but I'm thinking, man, that was, I love it. I just love yeah. it. Yeah, it happens so often. I'm just, I don't know how, why I've become the king of internet fights and arguments when I don't even try to start an argument. Even when I'm trying not to start an argument, it happens almost every time. And, and, and you're right, because it was just, they're normally just simple questions or simple comments. And all of a sudden, boom, you give somebody behind a keyboard a chance to, a chance to speak and well, you just got to brace yourself for what you might get. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. It's got to got to pop the popcorn and just sit back and watch the world burn with it, I guess. <laughs> and that's what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, tell us a little bit. I mean, I I unfortunately have missed you when you've played in Indiana. There's always something going on. You've been up here a couple times at the at the Kingdom Come Festival. You played. Yeah. Not very far from my house in Avon, Indiana, not that long ago. And there yeah. was stuff going on that night, too. So, yeah, just scheduling I, conflicts all the time, it, man. It, it's always scheduling. It's always scheduling. So, tell us a little about Forsaken Hero, how you got involved, and how long you've been playing guitar, and all that good stuff. Um, Forsaken Hero started when I was in high school, um, which is, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but. In a couple of weeks, we're having our 10-year class reunion, which makes me want to vomit. 
Um, so it's, it was, it's already been a while. We, we, I think I was a sophomore when I started the band. Uh, okay. we, I just started playing in church and things like that. And me and some friends started it. My dad came up with a name cause we were obsessed with skillet and it comes from two different skillet songs, uh, for forsaken and hero. And then we sure. had biblical reason reasonings for making it as well. But, um, but yeah, so it's been going on for a while and, uh, you know, my sister was about 12 at the time, so she wasn't originally like in the band. But then as she got a little bit older, we started letting her sing songs with us. And then everybody would tell her how much better of a singer she was than me. So she just kind of became a staple of the band. And uh, so we became the co-lead singers of the band because it just seemed like that's what the people wanted. So uh, we just kept growing over time that way. Um, the current lineup of the band has been together since probably about 2018, I think, was when the whole lineup came together. It started like we had some other guys that played with us. And when we were opening for Striper, the guy who was drumming for us couldn't do the second Striper gig we did for the To Hell with the Devil 50th anniversary. And yeah. so our friend David Collins came and played drums for us. And he was a big like he started. He had just started playing at our church at one of our campuses because we all play for this mega church that has multiple campuses. And he had started playing with us uh, just because. Uh, we had started discussing how much we loved Petra and stuff. So all roads lead to Petra, like you said. We just sure. started discussing that and found out he loved Striper. I was like, well, hey, we're actually playing with Striper in a couple months if you want to try and jam with us and see if it might work out. So then after that, he became our drummer. And then our guitar player at the time, or our bass player at the time, left. And then so we got a new member, which was David's younger brother. And then another member of our band left. And then David's slightly older brother came and started playing with us too. So now it's just this family band of me and my sister and then the three Collins brothers. And so we've kind of been working as a tight knit unit for the last couple of years. And for a while it was just mostly me and Emily um, working on the music ourselves. And like we went and worked with Josiah of Disciple. He produced us for a while, worked with him for a bit. But then here recently as, as the band didn't change any and we kept the members we started letting them kind of work more on the actual recording of the music as well. So this new album that we've come out with, they actually played a lot on it. And even the song Never Gonna Stop is actually produced by Matthew Collins, who is our okay. bass player and keyboard player and all that. He actually produced that song. And, and for people who haven't heard any of your music, can you describe Forsaken Hero style? Um, Forsaken Hero now is like, Christian contemporary pop rock. So some songs might sound like what you'd hear on your normal K-Love radio, but then some songs might sound a little bit more like a modern version of Petra or something like that because it still works at music, but it still has that kind of more rocking guitars and a lot of synth in it and things like that. So it's very heavily influenced by Petra and uh, groups like Hillsong, Young and Free and Elevation Worship and things like that that use a lot of synth in their music now and stuff because it kind of makes me think of 80s but a modern version of 80s music which i always still even still even as a younger person i still think is probably the best the best era of music yeah music was yeah it was definitely better back then yeah. music i i can i can name maybe three bands that i think might still be around that are around today that that might that might that might last and uh i mean like i said i've been I, I'm a few years older than you, and, and the classic rock that that everybody knows is what I grew up with, right? And I don't see anything out there today that's going to be considered classic rock anymore, just except for maybe a handful of bands, right? It's just that's I, nobody really has longevity anymore, and it seems like so many bands are just 
falling off. Even bigger bands in the Christian rock scene have just started disappearing over the last couple of years. And nobody has that like career long lasting like Petra and Striper and all them. But I mean, they even had their moments in time where they broke up and got back together and stuff over the years. So you never know. But it just seems kind of bleak at the moment. Well, that's why I'm, I'm kind of glad I I haven't been able to make the uh, the Immortal Festivals up in uh, up in Versailles, Ohio. But I'm glad those guys are putting on shows that still have classic Christian rock bands, you know, perform. Right. You know, you know and, and 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 who knows? Maybe one day you guys will be at that festival. I mean, you're already playing one of the biggest festivals in Indiana. Yep. Yeah, I think we did Kingdom Come Fest four times. We weren't able to do it this year because we had a lot of different comps. They wanted us to, but we just weren't available. Um, but yeah, we we love going up and playing in Indiana. So we didn't do a whole lot of uh, festivals this year just because we were so busy working on the album and wanted to make sure we got it out by the deadline we had set with us and our record label. And so we missed a lot of the different deadlines for the different festivals because we were really trying to get the album out. Right. And, and before I forget, for, for those of you who want to check it out, Casey, where can they find your album? Uh, our new album, Question and Answers, The Stages of Belief, is available on all streaming services, YouTube, anything like that, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, I guess it is. I don't know if iTunes is a thing anymore. I'm not an Apple person. I'm, not, I'm an Android guy. So, oh, yeah, that's anywhere. Right. That, yeah. That's right. I argued, with that, I argued with you on that one. That's okay. Yeah. I, I, but, 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 but you're forgiven, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, my whole family is Apple people. It's just me and my wife are Android users. Now, were you in, were you pl- playing before Forsaken Hero with anybody? Um, just because that I mean, it started so young in high school and stuff. Uh, we, I kind of played through different churches and stuff. And early in high school, I originally wanted to be a drummer before I started learning the guitar. And uh, I had kind of like played drums a little bit in a like a high school group that we had kind of put together and we were going to play at a talent show. And then it ended up being that my family was going to the, the Duff because we went to the Dove Awards long before we were ever nominated for anything. That was like our vacation when we went to the Dove Awards every year. Okay. And it ended up being, we were going to be at the Dove Awards when this, when this talent show happened. So I didn't get to do it, but then I started my own band right after that. And so that was pretty much it before then. But since for second year, I've played in a lot of other bands and toured with other groups. Yeah, didn't you, boy? I'm gonna kick myself for forgetting. You played oh, with somebody. You played with somebody major last year. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, I toured with a group called As We Are, and they yeah. toured with Sanctus Real and different people like that. And then for about a year and a half, maybe I played with the Midnight Wedding. All right, and then. And and do you see uh, Forsaken Hero sticking around for a while and seeing what happens? Is that the goal? Did I lose you? I should have warned you of the curse of the Android. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> I, I was talking to uh, Darren Walker, the lead singer for Head East a while back, and uh, his phone kept dying after three minutes. Huh. Yeah, we we finally figured out it was the it was the Android, and then uh, then the, I talked to somebody else right after who had the exact same problem. So yeah, keep tapping your screen, otherwise we'll yeah, be, uh, we'll be doing, doing right now. So, okay, but I gotcha. But anyway, all right, back to where. Oh yeah, I was asking you, uh, do, do you see Forsaken Hero sticking around? Yeah, I just, um, I just. We are all just so close as band members that that we've even taken like cross country trips together that had nothing to do with music. We went all over the world, all over the place, just traveling and stuff because we just such a tight knit unit. Um, my sister and I and the three brothers, like I was talking to the guitar player of the band the other day, uh, Marcus, and we were talking about how we're like the closest thing to siblings that we have outside of our actual siblings. Like we're all just that close. So I believe that we'll always be doing something together in some capacity. That's, that's just the coolest because I mean, you, you, you read about some of the nonsense that happens with bands that yeah. they, 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 they don't even travel together. They just show up at the gig. They acknowledge each other on stage. And when that's over, they just go their separate ways again. Yep, I know many of bands that are like that behind the scenes. And uh, I don't care if it's Christian or secular, it happens. Yep, it does. And I'm sure, I mean, we all squabble and we argue, but we do it more kind of like siblings, like the same way that my sister and I might get in an argument, I'll get in an argument with them because it's like we're that close that right. we have our little, like, that we have our little, like, tiffs and stuff. And But, I mean, we still love each other at the end of the day, and we're all super close. Well, and brothers and sisters are supposed to go at each other. Yeah, exactly. That's just how it works. Yeah, so. and I think it makes the art better as well because we're pushing each other. And my sister's not afraid to tell me, like, yeah, yeah, I think that, th that thing you did sucks. Like, she even, like, she, we had to fight each other a lot over the song God Doesn't Care on the album. Because, um, like, we just were having creative differences on that song a lot. Yeah. And that, and that happens sometimes. Yeah, but it all worked out. Yep. It all works out. Now, you've got some pretty wild influences, and, and you, you and I like a lot of the same bands. Um, I think you're a little more fanatical uh, than, than a lot of that guys, a lot of guys on Skillet, but I know you're just a big Skillet fan. Yeah, yeah, especially like the older days of Skillet. Like, I'm not crazy about a lot of their newer stuff, but that's what I was talking about earlier. I just made a post a little bit ago because today is the 17th anniversary of Comatose coming out. Yeah. And that album like changed my life. Like, um, like it just put me on the trajectory of wanting to be a musician and wanting to play music and everything. And, and since then, you know, Lori Peters, their drummer, their former drummer, but who played on the comatose album, mm -hmm. uh, she did, she did a song with forsaken hero and she did a song with another artist that I was producing and I was able to get her on that song. And, um, and since then, you know, we've done a festival with skillet and then, during the pandemic, Skillet came to my town and I was able to I was able to make that happen, like get the drive in to I was able to talk to the management group that was putting that together and the drive in and make it work out for Skillet to come. And I got to work that show and be their head runner. And the next day I was working a different show with them in a town about an hour away and they took the drum heads off of the drums and I got to get Jen's drum head signed by the whole band. And um, it's the one that she played in my town. And that just blows my mind because I live like 
I, I grew up like 300 feet from that drive-in and I would travel <laughs> hours. Like I would travel six to seven hours to see Skillet. And Dude. then like suddenly they were in my town. And, and you're working with them. Yeah. And then I was, you know, <laughs> driving them around, taking them back and forth places and stuff and just hanging out. And and Tate Olson, I've known him for a while, the cello player. So we got to yeah. hang out a good bit during that period of time. And he worked on one of our songs a couple of years ago and he's really cool. And Skillet's, I, I haven't had the, the, I've been lucky enough to meet the guys at Skillet yet, but I know a lot of people who have, um, you know, my, mm-hmm. my, my buddy, Jared Bramlett filled in for Jen. Yeah. I saw him like three days after he filled in for Jen, he was playing a show. We were doing a show somewhere and I saw him and I was like, he walked up and was like, Hey Casey. And I was just like doing that whole, like, um, uh, Wayne's world thing where I was like, acting like I was bowing to him. I was like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And he's like, what? I was like, it's, it's an honorary member of skillet. I'm not worthy. And he just laughed. Cause he's the most humble guy in the world. He, he is. I, I, I don't know if you've had a, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to my, my uh, interview I did with Josh, but yeah. Talk I listened about to a little home. bit of it on the way here because I was like, well, I probably, I was like, on the way home from work, I was like, I probably need to listen to some of the podcasting and kind of get an idea of of, uh, of how he interviews people and stuff to, to know, yeah. make sure I'm not getting any gotcha questions or anything, but uh, no, I listened no, to I, a little bit of John Schlitz and a little bit of his. I, I, I promise that there'll be no gotchas. it's a shoot from the hip thing we're all on the same page with this thing yeah so that that's the good thing you know know, talking about uh the protest and forsaken hero is cool because it blows my mind how all i shouldn't say all but a lot of christian bands and for that matter a lot of bands in general they all tie into one another somehow yeah you know, so I mean, who 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 else have, have has Forsaken Hero or yourself played for or opened up for that? Uh, oh goodness, that, uh, that, that you just couldn't believe that you were on the same stage with them. Uh, so Skillet was the big one. Um, we did that same festival with for King and Country. They're big in my mind. Um, growing up, my my number ones like my big like. I had like a bucket list of these are the bands that if I'm playing music, I want to at least share a festival with them or something, be on the same bill as them. And it was sure. Skillet, Fireflight, Striper, and Disciple, and Petra. And we've done a lot of, we've done Kingdom Come Fest multiple times with Disciple. We did two different shows with Petra on two different tours. I mean, two different shows with Striper on two different tours. Um, haven't done an actual show with Petra, but I've worked with different members of Petra. And then Skillet and Fireflight was our first Kingdom Come Fest. We got asked last minute to do it. And like, I, I literally moved mountains to move our schedules around because <laughs> Fireflight was such a big deal to me growing up. I was like, I must do this festival with Firefly. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I, 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 sh- I shouldn't say that. I know what it's like. I, I promoted for eight years. And, uh, and the, my first show was, was with John Schlitt. And I remember being starstruck when I met him. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm still that like that's one thing like most people like it doesn't hit me anymore, like yeah. even like being around Skillet and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I mean, these are the bands I idolize, but like, there's something about John Schlitt. And I think it's just because he's such a nice guy. They're like, when I'm around him, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's John Schlitt. Yeah. Well, I, now I, I sit, my phone will ring, and I'll look and I'll go, what does he want? And, it, yeah. and it's John. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But yeah, I mean. I, meeting the guys and and that's the thing is you played with a lot of guys i've worked with a lot of guys and they're just people 
Yeah. And they're just in different different levels than we are sometimes when it yeah. comes to the to the talent or or and you don't think about it, you like you think they're rock stars they can take on the world. But like when I was driving Skillet around, I had I had their guitar player in my car and I had Colton Dixon in my car. And yeah. we were leaving the drive-in to go to the hotel and we were talking about the Conjuring Three, I think it was was playing that summer. Yeah, it was the Conjuring Three. And me and Colton Dixon were talking about it because the Conjuring movies are very, even though they're horror movies, they're very God focused mm -hmm. and God is greater than demons and things like that. And we were yeah. discussing that. And Seth was like, I can't watch that demon stuff. And like, he was like, like, he's like, that stuff scares me too bad. And so it's like, it was funny, like hearing like one of my guitar, like heroes and stuff talking about like a scary movie, scaring him and stuff. And then Colton Dixon and I were ragging on, we're like, dude, like these movies are actually like really Christian and they're really awesome and stuff. And it's, it's funny, like when you just realize like these people that you idolize, that they're just people who just caught a couple of good breaks and are just really talented. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's when, when, uh, when Schlitt released his Christmas album a few years back, he, uh, he, he remade the, the Ray Charles classic that's in Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about that. And he said, Rob, Christmas Vacation's the greatest Christmas movie ever. And it's like, yeah, I know that, but I didn't know you knew that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just, just everyday guys. Now, another thing that I won't get into a discussion with you, but I'm going to let you run with this one. You have a mm -hmm. massive love for Star Wars. Yes. Now, I love Star Wars, but you, dude, you're fanatical. Yeah, I'm literally watching the clock right now because Ahsoka comes on at nine, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like so excited to watch it because it's the season finale. So I'm like, Ahsoka's going to be on in like forty minutes. <laughs> have, have you been that way though ever since? Well, well, let's go back. What was your first one that you saw? Um, so my dad raised me on Star Wars, so um, I grew up watching the original trilogy as a little kid, but the. Oh. Um, my first one in theaters would have been episode one. I was about four. I, I, I'm bad at the math of it. I was either four or five when episode one came out. And I watched it once at Abingdon Cinema in my area. And then again at a drive-in. And um, at the drive-in, it came a bad lightning storm right during the Duel of Fates Darth Maul scene. And yeah. like, it's always engraved in my mind because that scene, it was so scary to me as a kid, even though I'd already seen it, it was so scary because there was lightning and everything going on. And we went to the, the bathrooms, which were like underground at this, yeah. this drive-in that's not here anymore. But like, we could stand in the bathrooms, but like look up the steps and still see the screen. And I could see Darth Maul fighting Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And there was all this lightning going around. It was kind of like watching Twit. It's kind of like, like Twister when yeah. they're at the drive-in and like the Twister's coming. Like it was like a really scary, but an awesome moment. Yeah, like that's always engraved in my mind. But yeah, I mean, Star Wars was part of my upbringing, pretty much. My dad raised me on it because he wasn't allowed to watch it at first when it first came out because he grew up Pentecostal and they weren't allowed to go to the movies. Sure. But his uncle snuck him to a drive-in to see the original Star Wars in 77. And um, and so he wanted to make sure, like, I got Star Wars the second I was old enough. Like, Star Wars, here you go. And yeah, so I mean, I've been into so, it. So you see, your, your, your dad and I experienced the same things. Because uh, when the original one came out, theaters actually played it for a full year. I mean, some of them bought bought the film and showed nothing but Star Wars. Yeah, because, I mean, it was just such a cultural phenomenon. Like, everyone felt the shift. And the same way that I say, Skillet got me into music. Most filmmakers are like, Star Wars got me into film. Star Wars is the reason I make movies now. And movies in general are something you just adore. Yes, I'm very... Even though... 
I wanted to be an actor before I became a musician, but and I'm still into acting, but music is just my passion and what I'm best at. But like, I love film and I love breaking it down and discussing film and critiquing it and things like that. And, and see, and that is something I will give you a hard time online about. And you, yes. and you know that. Did, did, I, I was did, wondering did, if you're going to mention like how you always judge me for for crying. At did, 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 did Casey cry this one? It's it's cars, Casey. Stop crying. Yes, but. cars will make me cry. When Mater says, "I know I made a good choice," and what? Not that brand. I'll I'll cry every time. Well, just know that I'm I'm doing it in love because I respect anybody who's that passionate about what they were what they're really into. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just there's just something about cinema. Like I always said, like. When my grandmother passed away, I was super upset about it, but I didn't really cry. But I was like, if you had if you had made a movie about my grandma passing away and put music behind it, I would have cried like a baby. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Film just has a way that it just tugs at my heart in a way that that I don't know that real life doesn't as much. I guess I don't know. Like, I just get lost in movies when I watch them. I, I get that way with when I see certain bands play certain songs. I, yeah, I can see that for sure. Because the, the emotions are so high. When I uh, I got to work with the original guys in Petra a few years back, mm -hmm. John John DeGraw and Bill Glover and, and Greg Hogue, right? And I and I was up in the uh, up in the studio with them when uh, when they were mastering it and and the whole thing. And I just sat there in awe, going, "I'm sitting here with three legends. Why?" Right. And Greg played "Let Your Mercy Fall" from from that album. And I got a lump so big. It's like, oh my. This is, this is, so yeah, there are certain songs that just grab you. Yeah. So, sure. so I, I, I get the emotion when it comes to movies. So just know I'm not giving you a hard time to be a jerk. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to be a jerk, you'd know it. <laughs> but yeah i'm obsessed with all that stuff and i love collecting it too like i don't know if you saw but carrie surprised me when we got back from our jonas brothers weekend with a uh with the life-size realistic grogu with baby yoda yes and i did see I'm that that's amazing. over the moon about that you, you you've got some good stuff now you, you've also got the helmets yes i'm i'm sitting in my studio right now because i do all my podcasting and stuff in here because my dog is so loud when i'm doing anything else so i'm sitting with all the helmets and lightsabers and all that right now is there one piece that you don't have yet that's on that's on the list of things you have to have um so they have two pre-orders out right now for the sabine wren helmet from ahsoka and like rebels and all that so i've got it pre-ordered and then my dad and i just a couple months ago we made a captain rex helmet but it's the build that we made is based off of Clone Wars. Like the helmets look a little different in the cartoon as opposed to like the real thing. Mm -hmm. And um, he just appeared in live action for the first time in the Ahsoka series, a little flashback. It was a flashback that she was having in live action, but the flashback is something that actually happened in the cartoons. Um, but you see Rex in live action for the first time. And then like okay. the next week they announced that they're coming out with his helmet um with the live action look so i've got it pre-ordered as well because i'm really excited to like get it right beside mine since they look similar but they look a little different at the same time it's going to be cool to have both of them what is the one piece you have now that it is that is your prized piece um i would probably the one like when i when it comes to helmets and i look at them i'm like the rex one i love the most because my dad and i built it together and like i like anything with like father-son projects because i'm i'm a 
I just love my dad and everything. So I like it. Like that's the first thing we did together like that. And it looks so realistic and weathered and everything. So when I look, I'm like, yeah, that's the best. But um, I'm really, really hyped about this Grogu. I'm really hyped because I've wanted him for a long time and he looks so realistic. It looks like there's actually like a baby alien just sitting in my room right now looking at me because he looks so realistic. He's got little hairs on his head and everything. <laughs> I, I, I geeked out when I got the email several, well, when, when Mandalorian first came out, when, when I got an email from build bear about, about, uh, the baby Yoda build. Yeah, when the baby Yoda build there came out, and, and I got on the first go round before it sold out on the first time. And that's I, funny. I, I came out just giddy as a giddy as a girl on that problem. Yeah, he's like, yes, I got a baby Yoda. And <laughs> I got so, the first like plushy toy that they came out with right yeah. before the build a bear. Like I got it. Like they were supposed to come out with it, and I wasn't sure when they were going to get it. But we just happened to go to a, I think it was a Books a Million in a mall, and they got one in, and I was yeah. like. It was like behind the counter. I was like, is that just for display? And they're like, well, if you want it, you can buy it. And so I was so happy. And But it's so funny now because I sat, I took a picture and I sat it in front of the realistic Grogu. And it's yeah. so crazy, like how different they look. Like it's like obviously a toy. Like when I got it, I was so happy. But now when I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's like a cute little toy. Like compared to like the real looking thing. It's funny, like looking at them both together. <laughs> let's, let's shift. Shift gears a little bit back back to music again, so okay. the, so, so 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 gearheads can can uh, get a little bit. What is your guitar setup like, and what are you playing these days? Okay, so my guitar setup, like a lot a lot of like gear nuts make fun of me because I'm like so simplistic. I have for the past you know probably close to ten years, I use a Pod um, HD 500X, and I've used it for a long time. And uh, I've even had little repairs done to it and stuff. Cause I just love it. And I don't want to upgrade anything else. Cause it's so simple. Um, mm-hmm. I've never in my life owned stomp boxes. I've, uh, even when I first started playing in churches, I was given a little multi effects processor and I've just never understood stomp boxes. I'm like, why do I need to buy all these separate pieces when this one unit has everything already in it? And I can tweak all that from there. Um, and the Pod 500X was one of the first ones that they had. You could plug into a computer and, like, edit your pedals and stuff. And I used to do that a lot. So I have my, my signature tone that I made years ago on everything. And I just keep using it. Um, so I have that on a um, on a pedal train and just power. And then a wireless Line 6 G30 or something like that, I think. It's like a wireless guitar unit. Okay. Um, and then my guitar, my main, so the funny thing is, is like when I was younger, I would always see Telecasters and stuff used as like country guitars. I didn't, I never really like thought of them as a rock guitar. So I was always wanting like Strats and Les Pauls and PRSs. Sure. And I got all those, I got like knockoffs, not like the main, main ones. And I mm-hmm. liked them okay. But when we were playing, when we were playing at um, Kingdom Come Fest for the first time with Fireflight, we had all always dreamed of going to Sweetwater and being able to actually see Sweetwater. Yes. Uh, and actually go there and like do the slide and all that. So we went up and did it. And it was the first time I've ever been because I'm a left handed guitar player. So right. most times when I go to a music store, there's not really much for me to do. But it was the first time I went to a music store and there was just so many guitars there that I could pick from to play. And there was just this cool looking Telecaster. And I pulled it down and I started playing it. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this thing feels amazing. And yeah. um, Carrie saw me like how much I loved it. And she surprised me that Christmas with a white Telecaster. I think it's a, a, a series. I can't remember what it is right now, what the exact series of it is right now. But um, 
but I just love it so much. And I, I honestly, my other guitars are probably sad because I don't touch them much anymore because I just love it so much. It's my go-to guitar for everything. Other than, and then my acoustic is a Takamini. Nice. Nice. See, we just satisfied the gearheads. Yeah. And that's what we do on the Santa Rob podcast. Everybody gets a taste of everything. So I, I know you're probably watching the clock to get to the show, but before we wrap it up, I ask everybody on the show one question. Okay. You're, you're in the sleigh with Santa Rob. That means you get a wish. Okay. So out of anybody, dead or alive, who would you like to play and sing with? Play and sing with? Play play or. So play either or. or. Okay. Um, I would still probably say that even if it was just for like one chance, like one thing, I would love to like share the stage with Skillet and sing like one of their songs that I grew up loving, like Comatose or even Monster or something, just to either play it or sing it with them and like just share the stage with them. Yeah. That'd probably be my big wish. That would be the wish. And I understand how you feel about Comatose because I saw Skillet for the first time on the Awake Tour. Yeah. They, 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 they were winter jam here in Indianapolis. And my uh, son and I went and our jaws dropped. Because yeah. ba ba back then winter jam was, was all rock. It was, I had to be there. Now I don't care much anymore. But, yeah. yeah. It's a lot but, different. Here. But uh, we were, we got so, we went so crazy over them. Came home, told my wife, told my daughter, we got in the car the next day, drove to Champaign, Illinois, to see Winter Jam at the University of Illinois the next night. <laughs> like, we must do this again. Yeah, it's like th th this, and now I've seen him several times and got to see him in a smaller venue, which was phenomenal. I mean, it's one thing to see him in a big arena, but to see him in a small theater. It's like, yeah. That's what I loved the most. Yeah. But I, yeah, I understand your love for those guys. It's hard not to like them. Plus, John's John's a great guy. Yeah, that's the one thing. Is like, there's a lot of bands that I loved and found out that they were jerks behind the scenes and stuff. But Skillet, you'll almost always just hear good things about them behind the scenes because yeah. they're just such loving and caring people. Now, is there before we wrap it up? Is there anything you'd like to tell people? Like, well, well, we, first off, we have to know where to go see forsaken hero in, in concert and online where where can they find out online what's going on with um, online the main places are like facebook and instagram we're always updating that stuff and and my personal facebook i always keep people updated on all my different stuff from movies to shows and stuff we're not really doing a lot of live stuff right now we're playing at like a camp in a couple weeks in 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 alabama so we're really excited about that um but yeah the main thing is just staying up to date with us online when we post more about shows and all that and um i, I also wanted to ask you how long have you been doing the whole santa claus thing oh boy uh, a couple years back okay because yeah, i remember yeah. when we first met you had like a handlebar mustache when uh in early 2020 i i shaved my head for years yeah i remember and I, that and i had the big biker mustache in early 2020, in, it was probably the second week of the year, I cut myself again shaving. And I got fed up. I got angry. It's like, I'm never cutting my hair again. Okay. And uh, it's like, I don't want to shave. I don't shave my head. I don't shave my beard. And then, you know, 
all the lockdown came and then I was doubly irritated with everything yeah. as, as everybody else was. And I just kept growing it. And okay. I got asked in, oh boy, it, it would have been Christmas, uh, would have been fall of 2021 if I would do Santa for a, a new restaurant that was opening that a friend of mine was opening. Okay. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with it. And he kept bugging me and he finally wore me down. I met another guy at a comic con that I was at. And when I met him, he could have been my twin. Mm -hmm. And he looked, he had the beard, he had the whole thing. He says, do you Santa? And I said, no, I don't Santa. Why would I do that? So between him, the guy in the restaurant, I went for, I just went for it and it worked. And I, I, I have a whole new respect for women who dye their hair because I dye this white. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not that gray. I'm old, but I ain't that old. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, honestly, like it's something I see, I'm the opposite. Like it's something that I've always thought would be really cool to do, like liking acting and stuff. I was like, man, I'd love to be a Santa. So I've always thought about like, what if I just like get get that hairspray coloring stuff and just lightly like dust my beard white and just try and see if I could pull it off one year? It's I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And I can't believe I didn't want to do it because I can't imagine life now not doing it. Right. That's what so many people say. They say they just love playing Santa so much. You just like get such a childlike wonder again. It's it's a cool thing. I do a lot of private events, uh, a handful of schools, and so it's it's pretty controlled of, of where I go. I, I I don't do malls and things. Yeah, but but doing doing schools is is the best. I've only been thrown off guard one time, and that was the first year. There was a girl that uh, that uh, threw me for a loop with her personal problems. No. Oh. And I actually had to get the coordinator of the event to come save me. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it was it was one of those. And I, I asked several Santas, what do you do in a case like that? And, well, I did what they said. And, yeah, but now I just can't, I can't imagine not doing it. I, I think I have one Saturday in December that's not booked yet. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's, I, I love doing the Santa. I'm, I'm looking at my North Pole sign right now. Awesome. Well, so, if I ever decide to get into the game, I'll make sure to ask you questions about it and stuff. It, it, it's so fun. I think you'd love it. And I, I thought the kids would quiz me on everything. But the the main thing, and you've already got this licked, got to have a real beard. Yeah, got to have a real beard, yep. You got to have a real beard. It, 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 you just, it just don't work when you got the elastic around your head. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I just I want to just lightly dust it and just see if it looks passable enough first. And if I, not, I, when I get a little bit older, maybe I'll dye it. <laughs> I, I I put three hours into this when I do it. I gotcha. And, and the ammonia smell is enough to make you just cry, literally. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> it's and and I I take it all the tips from all the professionals and yeah, this is what they go through and this is what I do and yeah it's part of me now it's i don't know if i'm embarrassed or proud i haven't figured that part out yet <laughs> i got you I'm <laughs> but, proud of it, man. but but in december it's the greatest thing in the world and I, I did a show last october where i pulled up on my on my uh motorcycle in the santa suit that's and cool 
the kids just about lost it. It was it was just one of the coolest responses I'd ever seen. So <laughs> that's awesome. Everybody loves a biker sand. The moms didn't know why I was there because it was October. October, yeah. <laughs> but the dads loved it because of the bike, and the kids couldn't believe Santa was on a motorcycle. That's awesome. So the moms got shoved aside for that one. That was that was the kid and dad show. So <laughs> that was the kid and dad show. That's funny. So do you have any last advice that you'd give to, to anybody who wants to break out into the music world before we go? Um the the one thing not to be cynical is just to have a thick skin, you know, take take crit- criticism with stride and know that you can always grow and always can be better because you know, I was I was a high school kid who thought he had it all figured out with music and tried to make my own album. And now I go back and listen to it and cringe because that's just you go through that growing process. You got to be OK with sucking. You got to suck before you can be good and um, just keep trying. Network with people. Be as kind as you can. Even if you don't like somebody, try your best to not talk about them behind their back and stuff, because because people know, like, you know, if you'll talk about this musician behind your back, then you could possibly talk about them behind their back and stuff, you know? So just always be kind, always um, show the light of Christ, no matter how much or how little you're getting paid to do something. Just remember at, at the end of the day, you know, with this sort of stuff, it's ministry and it's about giving God the glory. And so that's, that's the big things that I always try to, that I have to remind myself about daily, you know, you get lost in the cynicism and minutia of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think you wrapped it up pretty good there that's and that's kind of one of a lot of the guys have said that i've asked that same question to it's, yep yeah i think yourself. it was andrew, yeah andrew welch from thousand foot crutch he always told me he said it's more important to be a good hang on the tour bus than it is to be a good guitar player yeah and i've always tried to remember that well i won't keep you any longer because i know you're watching the clock star wars time Star Wars time. Casey, I really appreciate you taking some time out to, te- to chat with me. And uh, Yeah, man. I'm glad to be here. Loving what you're doing, dude. I appreciate it. And you are welcome back anytime you want. You come up with, with some more cool Star Wars stuff or mu- music stuff you want to talk about, let me know and we'll get you back on. All right, man. Sounds good, buddy. All right. God bless you, buddy. You too, man. God All bless right, you. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Right. Thank you, Casey Price, for a great interview. I hope uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Casey's a great guy to talk to. He's got a lot of interest. If you ever get a Star Wars question, get a hold of Casey on Facebook. He'll straighten you out. Check out Forsaken Hero online. You won't be disappointed. And so thanks, Casey. And uh, thank you to my awesome sponsors, Brett Christmer of Brett Christmer's Mustache Wax. You can find Brett at bscenterprises.com. bscenterprises.com is the home of the Santa Rob Mustache Wax. And it's hot chocolate scented. It's wonderful. It's easy to apply. And when you get over there, use discount code Santa Rob and save 15% on your first order. And if you love collecting things, check out hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com. See what they've got to offer, you know, whether it be Star Wars or wrestling or video games. Once again, use discount code Santa Rob, save 15% on your order. And thank you guys for listening. If you have any comments and suggestions or whatever, head over to Santa Rob Podcast at gmail.com. 
send me an email. Let me know what you think. Tell me what's on your mind. On Facebook, it's Slaying It with Santa Rob. Head over there, like that, uh, like that page. Drop me a comment. Let me know that you're listening because I'd like to know people are listening. Uh, head over to Spotify, subscribe to it or whatever podcast platform that you're listening to. And uh, hey, thanks for listening. And we will be with you next week on episode number 27. Thanks for being with Santa Rob and slaying it with Santa Rob.